Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. From the After 9 Podcast Studios, this is the award-winning After 9 with Scott and Kat. Powered by Tony Johal, broker at REMAX Twin City. Your home sold guaranteed or he'll buy it. Welcome back. Guess what day it is? I don't know, man. Why don't you tell me? It's Fry Day. Say what? As a national French Fry Day. Grab some ketchup. It is National French Fry Day. All right. It's showtime. Hey, we're back, everybody. Ah, we are. We were off yesterday, and uh, spoiler alert, we're going to be off just about every Monday this summer. Yeah, it's a good use of vacation time, Kat. I, you know, I was sitting there yesterday thinking to myself, why the fuck didn't we do this sooner? (laughs) Why didn't we, after all the years that we've been doing this show, why didn't we, at some point prior to this, decide... Monday's off. That's a good idea. We should totally do that. Well, for me, like on a normal, like non-pandemic um, uh, summer, it would make more sense to take weeks off because I would, and so would you, right? Go away for a week, for a full week, or do a cottage for a week. So it made sense to do it. I'm not really doing much of that this summer. My summer's very low-key. I've got a couple of weekends away, so why not make them long weekends? And that's kind of what we've opted to do here. It also allows you to still be in touch with work. Some people like that, some don't. But for me, when I come back from vacation and you two will just go have to go through a slew of emails right most people do like okay what's going on here what happened last week what did i miss uh or someone doesn't realize you're gone and they send you something and you still have to keep up with that all week long so it doesn't feel like much of a vacation but when you do get that one day you don't feel bad shutting that email down not paying much attention to it because it's just one day but it still gives you that one extra day in the weekend i think all weekends should be three days scott yeah so do I. I mean, the days of a five-day work week are over. We got to start transitioning away from that, everybody. And the best way to do it, four days on, three days off. Four days on, three days off. And you watch the productivity explode. It's National French Fries Day today, Cat. You know what? I mean, I like the national days because it reminds me of stuff that I don't typically do. For example, I don't typically uh, think to cook calamari at home. But on National Calamari Day, I might. And tonight, I might make homemade fries. You know, you can go to McDonald's all you want. Apparently, they have the best fries in the world. Go ahead. Eat them. They're fine. You can go to Wendy's. You can go to BK, whatever. Nothing's going to beat the fries you get from a mom and pop shop or from a chip wagon. Am I wrong? No. Yeah, no, I don't think you're wrong. I, I actually totally agree with you on this one. I've The best... The best fries I've ever had were a surprise. You know what I mean? Like when you do go to those chip wagons and you think you're expecting something, but oh, all of a sudden they do something different with the seasoning. And mm-hmm. it is key. I think that seasoning, whatever they sprinkle on it, there are some places that just do it right. And that mashup of those kinds of chip, chip wagon fries, however you want to say it, and those seasonings, oh, just, just delightful. Just sign me right the fuck up. Let's go. Speaking of seasonings, and then we'll get off the fry thing, uh, when I was in high school, a uh, buddy of mine used to work at A&W on Hespler Road in Cambridge. And over lunch hour, we would go and see him at work uh, when he was working. 
It's funny. He had a spare, so he used to pick up the lunch shift and then go back to school in the afternoon. It was brilliant. That's great. But anyway, he got us hooked on something. Here's the hack, everybody. If you find yourself near an A&W, order the fries and ask them to put some of the burger seasoning on the fries. Oh, snap. You just changed the game. It's delicious. It really is. I happen to think A&W has the best burgers. A&W does have great burgers. Their mama burger. Sorry. No, it's not their mom. Their matzah burger. Oh, it's my favorite. Mm-hmm. I love it. I take, it's like uh, Thousand Island dressing they put on it or something. It is amazing. I'll take a teen burger every time. And they're also one of the few places that won't give you that, like, what? When you ask for it to be lettuce wrap, that's what they do. That's part of what they do. They'll do a lettuce wrap burger for you, no problem. So if you're cutting carbs, A&W is your, your spot. They never give you any, what do you mean you want to, You don't want a bun? Yeah, that's what it means. I, I just want lettuce wrap. They do a great job. And the burger, oh, I don't know what that seasoning is, Scott, but I'd imagine that on fries would be great because it's just fantastic. We have a lot of things to talk about in this episode. Uh, First off, we haven't really talked about The Bachelorette this season in the podcast. And guys, so you know, because I know there's a lot of fans and there's a lot of people that watch it just to to shit on it. We haven't talked about it much because it's terrible. Like whoever thought making Katie The Bachelorette was a good idea should probably be fired. It's bad yeah i you know what it is scott like to me not just this season it's really been dwindling the past couple of seasons i feel like they're too they're too worried about things they select people for for the wrong reasons and uh i find it just straight up boring yeah it is boring they're trying to manufacture some drama but it's not working and it's the same shit i don't understand why every fucking season There has to be a scenario where one of the guys in the house is being a real loser and somebody else feels it's their responsibility to go and tell her what an asshole this guy really is. Stay out of it. Mind your own business. Don't worry about him. You worry about you. I don't know why you're there in the first place because I was watching this last night and she was on a date with a guy and she went into this big long thing about how her dad died and then she's got other issues and I'm thinking to myself, bro, you better run. You better fucking run. This girl's in no mindset to get into a lifelong relationship. This is going to be nothing but drama for the rest of your life. Get the fuck out of there. Did uh, did I mention in the podcast last week what we already pretty much know? What? That Blake is the ba- Blake gets chosen. The one that just came in the other week, uh, the Canadian, he and and Katie are now engaged. So He's got his own set of issues, in my opinion, sure from my does. estimation. So maybe that might end up being an okay match. But yeah, for those that don't know, it's reality, Steve, that confirms through his sources, and he's usually like he's ninety nine percent accurate that those two are engaged. So I feel even better now. Like I definitely don't have to watch it. Not that I have been, um, but it seems as though he's got a he's. I think they both have a lot to not look forward to. It, whatever the yeah. opposite of looking forward to something is, that's what they have with this. Well, I was watching it last night, and I don't know why it popped into my head, but I thought to myself, they should do a Bachelorette with just radio DJs on there. Because the TV people, they're not going to figure it out. They're not very good unless somebody else writes it for them, So, in a lot of cases. But the radio guys, they can think on their feet, and they're critical thinkers. And I think that if you filled that show full of guys, it wouldn't be as much about picking up. It'd be more about trying to psychoanalyze what's going on with that person. Because if I was that guy on the date last night, I don't even remember his name. It's not going anywhere. It's fine. But I'm watching this guy. She's explaining how uh, she's been through a lot and she's traumatized and damaged. And I'm thinking to myself, 
hmm, okay, let's try and fix you. Let's try and get you out of this. I wouldn't be interested in her romantically. I just want to help a girl out. And she seems like she's got some pretty serious issues. Um, so I don't know why these guys are all fighting over her. Guys, there's a lot of fish in the sea. What are you doing? Well, hang on a sec, though, because if we really want to analyze the whole thing, don't you feel like all of them kind of have issues? And maybe their issues are going to be regarding their own ego. Maybe they have a huge ego. Maybe it's the opposite. Maybe they're so insecure that they feel like this will make them feel better about themselves to be on a show like this. I mean, I think every single one of them has some kind of issue. There's not a lot of, like, quote-unquote normal activity that happens on that show or normal personality traits. They're always a little bit different. Because when I've heard of people that I know, and, and it's usually people I know, who know them, you know, that are going to be on The Bachelor. Like, oh, my God, did you hear? This person's cousin is going to be on. I'm like, okay, that makes sense to me. They've got some issues. So to me, I think every, a lot of them, I'd say a good 95% of the people on that show have issues anyway. So maybe it's best they all find each other and screw each other's lives up. I guess. I, I don't know. I mean, these people seem like a bunch of amateurs. They're all on there trying to portray this strong, confident person role, and none of them can wear it properly. None of them. They're all fucked up in some way. I don't know any normal person that would go on that show and and knowing full well what they're getting into. Like, hey, you're going to go out on a date, and then you're going to watch another dude pick her up and take her out on another date. And when you sit there in that room and get to make out with her for a few minutes, there's 15 more guys that did it right before you. Why the fuck are you there? My, my, Get out of there. My favorite is always the reactions that come out of it. Like, you know what you sign up for, right? You should. And then the people start crying, right? And it doesn't matter if it's Bachelor or Bachelorette. It happens. It's inevitable. I saw them kissing someone else. Like, what the fuck did you think you signed up for? Yeah. Do you know what this show Have is? Have you seen this? It's a gigantic slut fest, whether it's The Bachelor or The Bachelorette. There is a very good chance, statistically, you're getting the sloppy seconds. Hey, oh, you got a fantasy suite date. Great. She fucked somebody else like three hours ago. Yeah. yeah. Why would you sign up for that? You're basically, what is it, uh, 20 guys that go in there on The Bachelorette and then 20 girls on The Bachelor? Is it 20 of them, it's I think? something like that. I don't know. Yeah. You have a one in 20 chance of not being last. Yeah. And Why would you want to get in that? <laughs> and there's always like one virgin in the pile. That's oh, like, yeah. It's like saving themselves. And I'm like, you know that other person's not, right? Like most of the bachelors or bachelorette are trying before they're buying, if you know what I mean. Sure. And and good on them. I get it. Hey, if you really are trying to be there uh, in that position of, hey, I'm engaged to this person, that might be pretty important to you to make sure you're compatible in the bedroom. I get it. Yeah, of course. There's something for that. And plus you're there. You're drinking. It's tropical. You're having a good time. Good looking people. I get it. Sure. You got to feed the need. No problem at all. But you can't act surprised. Like, you're not even the first person she's fucked today. Like, why are you surprised at this shit? But it happens every year on both seasons. It's ridiculous, really. But anyway, it's uh, basically a write-off of a season. But now I'm kind of invested because I've seen so much that I almost don't want to give up now. It's the real trap of The Bachelor or The Bachelorette. Uh, a couple other things here. Do you get a lot of takeout delivered to your house? You're a cooker, right? You don't order in very often. I don't order in often. I say maybe once a month we would do that. DoorDash, Uber uh, Eats, skip the dishes. Mm-hmm. Who gets it? Who oh, gets your money? I have all of the apps. I actually have <laughs> Me all too. Of them. And the reason why is because usually there's a promo code or a partner deal. 
um, for for one of the one of any of them. So if you actually look up, hey, I'll give you guys a quick tip too, because when it comes to saving a little bit of money, why not, right? So a lot of the time, if they have a an ambassador or an influencer on their platform, like with DoorDash, you can actually just search by like the, just searching up DoorDash, whatever it is. It might they might be called a. A partner or a promoter, and you can actually find promo codes pretty easily by doing that. So it all depends on what I find. If I find one that happens to be on Uber Eats, great. You're up, Uber Eats. If I happen to find one that's on um, Skip the Dishes, great. And if I can, though, I will pick it up from the restaurant direct. But yeah, if I'm in a state of not being able to drive, I'm one of the three. Anyone, any me, any mo. Let's go. So a couple of things about these apps before I tell you why I'm asking is the amount of shadow kitchens that are popping up is actually kind of stupid. I mean, I find new restaurants here all the time. I'm right now I'm looking at my Uber Eats app. And for example, I'll get uh there's a new Wings restaurant that opened up in Milton. And I thought, "Oh, cool, a new wing restaurant. Maybe I'll try out the wings. Maybe I'll pick it up because I always try and pick it up if I can as well. So it, it saves the restaurant a little bit of money and it's greener, I would think." So, I clicked on this fucking restaurant to find out where it was it's lone star it's lone star i'm just ordering wings from lone star they just called it a whole other restaurant and i guess they've got separate takeout containers and bags and stuff like that so you think you're ordering from this new restaurant it's not it's the same old shit you have all the time wow shadow kitchens is what they call them but the reason i bring it up is because of the deliveries when you get your food have you ever had any reason to suspect that your driver went through the bag? You know what? Never even crossed my mind. No. Really? Okay. All right. Well, then you're going to be shocked at this. This one actually involves DoorDash. Woman ordered Taco Bell for her family. When the food arrived, she noticed that seal on the bag was broken. A lot of places will stick a sticker over top of it or like triple tie a plastic bag around a paper bag to make sure that the driver can't open it, steal a fry or something like that. Well, this woman noticed that the bag had been opened. Sure enough, missing from there, a Doritos Locos Taco. Get out of here. Mm-hmm. So she thought, This is really fucking weird. Like, I know I ordered that taco. It's here on the bill, but it's not in the bag. And the bag is open. Let me do a little further investigating. Uh, Maybe this woman should be a detective because you know how they'll, uh, through the app, send a picture of the food sitting on your porch so that you can't say it never arrived? Yeah, I like that part, by the way. Yeah. Me too. Yeah. So the woman looked at the picture, then she zoomed it in a little bit, and sure as shit, in the corner of the photo, you can see the delivery driver's finger was orange. <laughs> she ate the Doritos Locos Taco and then implicated herself with evidence in the photo. What are the odds you're delivering to Colombo on that one? Way to go. <laughs> Seriously. Why would you take that picture with your finger in it? I get that you're probably multitasking and you're in a hurry when you're doing those deliveries. But I mean, shit. Is this your first day taking a picture? No, I'm not. Move your finger. The the doorbell cam gets you smacking your fucking lips and shit, too. She was caught orange-handed, as they say. Apparently, DoorDash did reimburse her for that order, and they did not say whether or not the Dasher is going to face repercussions. 
but I imagine they probably will. I mean, the evidence looks fairly conclusive to me. By the way, calling them dashers is stupid. And DoorDash is a sponsor of this podcast from time to time. So, hi, DoorDash. Just a suggestion. Anything other than dashers. Because when I hear dashers, I think prancers and vixens and comets <laughs> and cupids. Me too. Uh, I prefer a Rudolph at my door, but that's fine. I'll take a dasher. <laughs> uh, let's see here. There's a whole bunch of different things that we're going to cover in this episode. Let's talk about your parents. You're an adult cat. Mm-hmm. Are you still at the phase where you need to go to mom and dad every now and again for a little financial assistance? Or have you graduated beyond that point? No, I, I think I haven't done that. I haven't done that. I've been blessed enough to not have to. I know they'd always be there for me if if needed. Um, but um, not really. Advice financially i I love getting and i will usually ask but no not actual finances they say it is remarkable how much adults are relying on their parents for financial assistance and the pandemic made it way worse on average parents are giving to their adult children four thousand dollars a year wow So let's look at what people need the money for. Number one, groceries. Yeah, that makes sense. You got to eat. And no parent wants to hear that their kid, even if their kid is an adult, is going to go hungry. So sure, parents are always happy to do stuff like that, right? Yep. They say that one was particularly common for parents of students or those just getting their own place for the first time. Number two, you go to the parents for Household items, including furniture. I wonder where you draw the line on that. Like, I couldn't call my mom right now and say, hey, I really need four grand because I want to buy a new couch and love seat. No, you know what you do is you invite them over to your sad excuse of a place, right? And then they feel so bad for you in that moment when they realize that they're sitting on a folding chair that's about to break that you should probably have some real adult furniture so they'll go ahead and get you the money i feel like that would be a good strategy if you do want to ask mom and dad for a little bit of help uh you invite them over or one of them both Mm -hmm. of them whatever it might be and show them how embarrassing it is that you're eating um whatever dinner off of a cardboard box okay well you need a fucking table this is ridiculous so how about i go ahead and i'll do some shopping for you and i'll ship that uh over to your house from a bad boy there for you generally there's two ways i think that people do it Parents either give you their furniture when you move into your own place for the first time, or they will help you buy your own furniture. But very seldom are you already an adult and established and have to go to your parents and ask for money to buy new furniture. Uh, maybe, um, maybe when it comes to the kids, though, because number three is stuff for their kids when your uh, parents are a grandparent now. Okay, and, and so not necessarily presents, just stuff. Yeah, like, hey, uh, the baby grew faster than we thought, and they're going to be moving from a bassinet into a crib, but money's a little tight right now. Do you think you could help us buy a crib or a dresser Mm -hmm. or something like that? But kids also need clothes and diapers and formula and activities and stuff like that. So, yeah, it makes perfect sense that you might go to the grandparents and ask for a little bit of help. Now, me, I have two adult children who both need money regularly. Really? I'm quite happy to refer them right to the grandparents. You know what? Call granddad. He'll help you out. 
Wow. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like I feel like that's probably more prominent than people really realize, especially right now with needing a little bit of extra help with bills uh, and or at least they'll say it'll go to bills. Uh, but I I do be, I do truly believe that, you know, if they're struggling a little bit, things are expensive. It's expensive to get a start, regardless of whether you're renting a place. Maybe you got a roommate. It doesn't matter. You still feel like you're kind of behind and you don't really have any money to do things with. So I, I bet you that happens all the time. Yeah. Bills. Yeah. Hey, shit, my cable got shut off because as it turns out, you have to keep paying the bill every month or they do that. Do you think you can help me out? Or they're going to cut off my cell phone if I don't make a payment and I don't get paid till Friday. That sort of thing. Yeah, I can see where that would happen. Emergency expenses, of course. Vacations is number six. You know, I don't know that no matter how bad things got for me that I could ever pick up the phone and call my parents and say, hmm. Could you spot me some cash so I can go to Europe for a week so I can head to an all inclusive in Jamaica? Yeah, I don't think that would I don't think that would be unless you have super rich parents. And some people do. Some people think of their parents basically as an ATM. And if they want a vacation, I really want to go. This person's going and I really want to be there. And they'll have parents. They'll say, sure. And they'll cut you a check and they don't think much of it. That's a huge ask, though. I would I would love to know what my parents' reaction would be if I was just like, you know, Hawaii's sounding good lately. I just don't have the dough for it. Uh, could you spot me? Could you spot me a trip there? That'd be great. I wonder if when it comes to vacations, it could also be something like the parents are going to their condo in Florida and they say, hey, why don't you come down for a couple of days? We'll pay. That might be where that one enters the list, too. I could see that scenario. Right. Number seven is cars. Again, I'm wondering, did you actually go to your parents and say, yeah, I need $35,000 for a car? Or is this just like, I need help with a payment that's coming up? Or is it for car repairs? I think there's a lot of ambiguity there, but yeah, parents do obviously have to get involved there. Rent or mortgage payments makes sense. A down payment for the first home. That's a big ask, right? That's a Hey, can you spot me 70 grand? (laughs) <laughs> that or or co-signing, right? That can be considered a favor. You might not be putting money up front, but if you're co-signing on something for them, they need you for that or they don't get it. And so that's and that's a way of putting yourself at risk too. So that to mm-hmm. me is a big ask as well. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Cat, uh, we got some great news on Friday. Ontario is going to step three a little bit early. This coming Friday, Ontario is basically reopened. Woohoo! Not fully, fully open, but closer to reopen. It's uh, uh, we're finally going to be able to dine indoors. And I was nervous about step three before they trotted fucking Doug out there again, who hides unless it's good news. They uh, before they did that, I thought going to step three. That's great. They're going to allow indoor dining. But are they going to have that stupid no more than 10 people inside at a time limit or something like that, which made it. Almost 
too expensive to open for some restaurants when mm-hmm. they pulled that bullshit back in the winter. They didn't do it. Restaurants are going to be capped at the capacity for which they can maintain six feet of social distance. Good. That's the way it's supposed to be. That's exactly how it's supposed to work. We want people separated. If you can separate six feet, go ahead. Put as many tables in there as you want. It feels like we're finally making some progress. Yeah. Yeah. I'm excited about uh, step three. There's a lot there because when you look at the list between step two and step three, that's the difference maker. Between step one and two, eh, like hair salons. That wasn't hair a very big jump. Yeah, yeah, like hair salons, that was great. That was a big one for a lot of people to be able to go and make their appointment. Uh, to be able to go into a mall, okay, that's great too. As I look at this list, once you get to step three territory, it feels a little more like normal because it really has been a long time since a lot of these places were open or since we were since we had the ability of freedoms that we will be allowed beginning Friday. Mm-hmm. Gyms are going to reopen? Yeah, that's a big one. I hate to disagree with our friend Ryan Imgren. He's been on the podcast several times in the past, and we might even get him back on because Ryan doesn't like this. He thinks it's too soon. And this morning, he sent out a tweet saying, will I go back to the gym? Nope, not me. I don't like that you can take off masks at your workstation. I don't know what the problem is with that. I mean, if I'm sitting at a specific machine, say I'm working on my arms, I'm doing some curls. If I want to take my mask off while I'm doing that, okay, that's fine. I'm not within six feet of anybody, so I should, based on the latest advice that we have, be protected. But when I get up and walk to a different machine, then I do have to put my mask back on. I don't know what's so dangerous about that, but it did occur to me that Yeah, there's still people that are worried. They're worried about a fourth wave. They're worried about this or worried about that. I think we're at a point now, Ryan, where it's okay to be worried. It's okay to take it seriously and to be concerned about the variants of concern and all the variants that we don't even know about yet and the variants on the variants. You can totally be worried about that. But the beauty is you don't need to go to the gym. Stay home. You don't need to go indoor dining. Stay home. We're finally at a point here, everybody, where we're going to be asked to take a little bit of responsibility as adults for ourselves and for our families. And if you don't feel safe, don't go. But the days of shutting everything down because some people might be at risk are over. There's not a single person in this province or this country that can say, I tried to get a shot, but I couldn't. Not one person nationwide can say, well, I want my shot, but I can't get it. You've had your chance. You may not have had a chance to get your second shot yet, but you sure as shit have had the opportunity to get one. So I have to think that if you haven't got your shot yet, you don't want one. That's fine. You made a decision for you, and you're perfectly allowed to do that. But we're not going to shut shit down anymore because of the 20% that don't want to get vaccinated. Well, to be to be fair, because I, I have Ryan on there as well, he wasn't saying that it's he wants everything shut down or he doesn't believe it's time. He just said that's his choice for himself. So, I mean, he is choosing, and that's okay. Yeah. And and you're absolutely right. I do agree with you. We are at the point now with how many? Seven million, I believe, Christine Elliott, just seven mil, million in, Ontarians. Let's just talk Ontarians. Are fully vaccinated here. We've got a good number going. If That's, that's you, more than half. Double vaxxed. If that's you, you feel more comfortable doing it. It's great to have that option. If you are uncomfortable, maybe you've already built yourself a home gym, just to use gyms as an example. 
you already did that. You're more comfortable that way. Fabulous. Maybe you still don't want to see very many people. Maybe to you, takeout is key and you don't want to go and and eat inside a restaurant. That just makes you a little nervous. Don't do it. That's totally fine. But it it, it should most definitely be a to each their own and we shouldn't have judgment either way. Yeah. We shouldn't have judgment either way, either way. Just don't call for things to be closed if they're doing everything right. I understand calling for particular businesses to be cl- shut down. If you find out no one's wearing a mask at all when you walked into, you know, whatever restaurant. Holy shit, guys, everyone's all together. Nobody's wearing masks. They're standing up. They're in the bathrooms. No mask. Uh, okay, well, that's something for public health, and that's something that'll be dealt with. Otherwise... If you don't feel comfortable from here forward, you just simply don't do it. And don't pass judgment on people who do. And vice versa. I'm not passing judgment on people who don't believe the gyms are safe. Great. That's fine. Like you said, stay back. Don't don't go. Like it's it's quite it's that simple. Just shut your mouth about your opinion on it unless you are a medical professional that is supposed to be telling us what to do. Because so far it seems as though we're ready for stage three. So let's get to it. I totally agree with you, Kat. The judgment part is the worst part. Uh, the people that are screaming at the top of their lungs, no, 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 it's too soon. Fuck no, don't do it. Fourth wave, here we go. Enough, all right? We were asked to do our part. We did our part, and then some, and then some on top of that. Everybody's done it. Most people now, most people in this country are fully vaccinated. We're way ahead of most other countries. Let's go. If you believe vaccines work, then let's fucking go. We don't need any more of this government overreach where they step in and say, well, we're going to have to shut down the dentists and the hair salons and we're going to have to shut down this and shut down that to keep everybody safe. No, not anymore. Now it's time for people to be adults. If you get into a situation that you don't think is safe, then get out of that situation or don't get yourself into it in the first place. But stop dragging everybody else down with us or with you. If you don't think gyms are safe, no problem. You don't need to be on there shitting on the gyms left, right, and center and walking around outside with a big protest sign that they're open. It's time to get on with it, people. Don't go. Just stay home and do what you want to do. In the same way that people who are feeling safe, whether they don't believe in COVID or they're fully vaxxed, they're ready. They're going to make their own choices. You make yours and don't judge anybody. Last but certainly not least, Kat, I know that you are a fan of two things that come up in this story. Chocolate. Yeah. And pickles. I love both of these things. They call it the snickle. <laughs> what? It's a snickle. Oh, it's a snickle. That's a great name. Basically, they hollow out a pickle and they stick a Snickers in it. That's a big pickle. <laughs> it is a pretty sizable pickle. Right. It actually looks a little bit more like a cucumber or a zucchini yeah. than a pickle. Yeah. But yeah. You stuff a Snickers inside a pickle. Now, I haven't tried that because I think the whole idea is revolting. But (laughs) people that have tried it say that this is the perfect snack combination. Okay. The salty and sweet thing, I'm here for it. I'm here for trying any kind of salty, sweet combination. Like officially, officially, I will not turn my nose up at that. Um, I have never in my life, though, mixed pickles and chocolate. I don't think I've ever actually had that specific combination before okay would you try that though does the premise on its own sound appealing enough to you would i take a bite yeah i would take a bite of that pickle no problem it's a lot of weird textures going on in that though i mean i find a snickers difficult to deal with at the best of times you've got the chocolate the nuts the nougat that sort of shit and that's a lot 
wrap a pickle shell around that and it's going to start soft. Then it's going to get a little more resistance and then you're going to get that crunch and then back to soft again. It sounds like something that would be um, handed out at the CNE, maybe deep fried also, Mm. doesn't it? (laughs) Speaking of the CNE, somebody asked me again this weekend, why the fuck isn't the CNE happening? Right. It would have been six (laughs) weeks from now. Yeah. You know, they had to make that decision early. And from what I could tell, because I know someone who, who works it every single year, they have a they have a kiosk there. And I remember that conversation I had not long ago when they did make that announcement. I thought, what if things really do get better, though? Are they going to be kicking themselves? But I guess there's so much preparation involved and the land and there was just too much in the air that they couldn't solidify an answer. So the answer had to be no. Basically, if they couldn't figure it out, the answer had to be no. And that's it, it was close, but that's what it, it came to. I don't know the logistics of it. I'm not personally involved in it. But, I mean, yeah. we, we I mean, They're outdoor vendors. You could at least do the outdoor vendor part, right? Mm-hmm. But no, apparently that's not happening. I do feel bad for those vendors um, who do travel and do that. Uh, maybe they're part of the CNE every year. Maybe they would have been involved in it. The Rib Fest places as well. A lot yeah. of rib fests shut down. There are some, I think, that will still operate on a much, much smaller scale. But I really like what they did in Cambridge. And I they have a rib, like a random rib pop-up that happened last summer as well. One of them just decided to rent the land, I'm assuming, right? Rent or lease, whatever it is, for the summer, the land. So they've got the big rib fest set up just for themselves. And they're cooking ribs next to a gas station, basically. And the <laughs> place, Scott, is fucking packed. Good. Yeah, it's right at the bottom of Chantel Hill there. You know what I'm oh, talking about. Yes, I yeah. do. So no rib fest? Okay, well, I'm still going to set up shop because there is definitely a demand, uh, an, an enjoyment of ribs. I don't know if I'd say demand, but people who do attend rib fests, at least they have that option. I'm not sure what the CNE type uh, vendors are going to do, but I hope they can find a unique way around that because to at least make some money. Because I agree. Why? Why not a CNE? Can't we just try to whip something up last minute? That'd be great. Last but certainly not least, just to wrap it up, the photos from this weekend were amazing and horrific at the same time. Horrific is Conor McGregor's leg. That was, give me an adjective. I, I just wanted to vomit as soon as I saw it. It, it was, was gross. It was, it, was, it was fucked. But imagine being there and hearing that. Because you probably would have, especially if you were in the first couple of rows. You would have heard him go down, and that would have been an awful sound that you will never get out of your head. But who was there? Justin Bieber, Austin Matthews, the kid Leroy, and yeah. Jumbo Joe Thornton. Listen, <laughs> listen. Did somebody did somebody cover the kid Leroy's face? Was he actually there? Because he is underage. I feel like somebody should be covering his eyes, and he shouldn't be able to watch that. Nah, God, I, it was so gross. I kid, but it was uh, it was pretty. It was pretty intense. So I heard about it first. My husband told me, like, oh, Conor McGregor, you should see he fucking snapped his ankle. I was like, no, because I've seen things like this. I've seen it before. Never with Conor McGregor, but I've seen it. Do I want to watch this? No, but I did it anyway. And, ah, fuck, that's got to hurt. It's so awful to see a bone break or to hear a bone break. And it's like, shit, just okay. gives me the chills. But anyway, back to the point. So we knew that Justin Bieber and Austin Matthews hang out. But now they're bringing other people into it. I mean, last UFC fight, Freddie Anderson was there. This UFC fight, he brings along Jumbo Joe Thornton. Okay, that's pretty cool. 
I didn't know Matthews and Thornton were hanging out, but they are, and that's great, right? Yeah. Teammates that hang out off the ice make for good teammates. I think that's fun. Haley must be just fucking sick of it at this point. You know, like, it was one thing when Justin would invite his friend Austin to come over and play. And then he started inviting Austin and a few of his friends to come over and play. Oh, you brought Mitch this time, did you? Okay. Oh, you've got Morgan here with you. Oh, okay, sure. Now he's bringing the old guys over, and Haley must be like, who's this six-foot-five old man that's standing in my kitchen? (laughs) It's a totally different party. I'm just trying to think about, like, her crowd of people. If, let's say, she's got her model friends over. Yeah, she's uh, hanging know, out with like Bella Hadid, yeah, and the Kardashians Bella Hadid and, and shit. That's right. You know, Kendall Jenner's over and you got them all there and you're serving little like mini hors d'oeuvres of uh, fish and uh, any kind of like a sushi platter and some veggies. And then these guys come over and they're like, I could only imagine. Like, what do you even serve those guys? I would feel like I'd have to be Gordon Ramsay in order to a- appeal to them and they would eat a lot of food. I yeah. like that would be a different kind of party. Two, three hockey players, you better order at least 10 pizzas. And 50 cases of beer. Yeah. And Joe, he's probably like, I was knocking on the door of retirement. Now I'm hanging out with Justin Bieber and Austin Matthews at a UFC fight. This is fucked up. It's They had a great, great fucking weekend, though. I mean, Bieber and uh, the kid Leroy, they surprised everybody at this supper club opening. And they did a show there. They did like three shows over the weekend and surprised a bunch of people, which I thought was it was nice to see. But as I'm watching footage of it, I'm like, damn, it is, you know, going back to what we were talking about with step three, we're doing better vaccine wise. We need to be there. We need to be where they are, where they're going to shows and doing all these normal things. Because I'm looking at it. It looks like it's pretty back to normal to me, Scott. It does look back to normal. I mean, everything I saw from America this weekend was not distanced, no masks, and they're doing okay. This The fact that we have to continuously drag our government kicking and screaming all the way for just an ounce of freedom, quote unquote, it's embarrassing at this point. It still is. And on that, we will say thank you, everybody. We hope you have a fantastic Tuesday. We'll have another new After 9 coming in your way tomorrow. Have a good one. Billionaire Richard Branson went to space on one of his Virgin Galactic rockets. Branson's trip to space only lasted about four minutes. Which is honestly pretty good for a virgin. And uh, he... I said the flight went more than 50 miles high to the edge of space. Southwest heard and was like, big deal, we did that last week when one of our pilots fell asleep. Uh, get this, nearly 200 people who paid to spend the night at a zoo in Nebraska have been exposed to a rabid bat. <laughs> The zoo apologized and offered everyone a free trip to the next sleepover location, a lab in Wuhan. The fast food chain Popeyes recently began offering a so-called I don't know meal for indecisive customers, while Subway released an I don't know meal because legally they can't call it tuna. The After 9 Podcast is powered by Tony Johal, broker at REMAX Twin City. Your home sold, guaranteed, or he'll buy it.